From Relevant Magazine, it's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, April 12th, 2013, and it's a relevant podcast. The last podcast before tax day. Starting off on a rocket. Take care of your Our last podcast ever. Should we start over? We're recording from the Cayman Islands. The relevant podcast is the weekly show from the team behind Relevant Magazine, where we bring you the interviews and music and news that is absolutely essential and vital to your life. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Here with me in our Orlando studios is Maya Strang. Hello, everybody. To her left, Tyler Huckabee. Hi, guys. On the Skype line from Loveland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And on the ones and twos, that's our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snape. Hello, friends. This week's podcast is brought to you by a new sponsor. It's brought to you by Tonks Coffee. If you fancy yourself a, a coffee connoisseur, which I'm sure many of you do, while, while you're listening to things, you need to be sipping on things. Um, <laughs> you should try an amazing new roaster out of L.A., Tonks Coffee. These guys are fanatical about delivering the best beans in the world. They source directly from the growers, roast it, and then ship within 24 hours so it's as fresh as can be. Every two weeks, you'll get a new batch of incredible beans roasted to perfection. If you're hitting a cafe in the mornings, I'm not going to name it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want like libel. But if you're hitting, if you're going through some sort of drive-through where you can pay a lot of money for coffee, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Label? I'm getting the idea. If you're doing yeah. that most mornings, yeah. <laughs> this is a much better and cheaper way to get great coffee. Uh, Tonks is subscription only and is offering a free sample to relevant podcast listeners. To get it, go to tonks.org/relevant get some for yourself or you can send it to someone you know who appreciates the finer things i made you all tonks coffee That's we true. are all sitting morning, here with tonks right. right in front of us chad french pressed each of us <laughs> i did <laughs> wow. not, not, not jesse not yeah. jesse's jesse does your, your french press is in the mail jesse. <laughs> okay good it should be nice and fresh see i prefer a, a freshly ground drip so which, yeah, which I, got, I made you I got for that i made that for you as well what's I, the difference uh, French I press is, is stronger. It's 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 a stronger. You taste the bean a little bit more with the French press. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work though. It's better. I'm not down. Wait, for wait, it's, it's less work when so Chad's making Chad it, it for you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which is why you guys hire me. <laughs> yeah. Easy. It may, more, putting the cake up in the Keurig machine is almost too much work for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's borderline. Like I almost don't drink coffee because it requires me to like pour water in the little reservoir. Uh-huh. That's a lot. We yeah. drink a lot of coffee in this office. We do. We we have a. We have a very nice coffee maker. It's a Jura Impressa. It's a Swiss-made coffee a coffee maker where the, it grinds the beans and, and, and does the drip. And, and I don't know how it does it, but on a normal cup of coffee, there's a layer of crema on top. It's, it's, it's absolutely fine. It's beautiful, wonderful. And I just took a sip. Tonks. It's really good. It's a fantastic Mine's bean. It's really, really smooth. smooth. Yeah, it's a very smooth taste. It's a good, it's, um, it's a good light. Yeah, to me, it, it tastes like a good morning coffee. So you get up with the relevant podcast, your Tonks coffee, 
pretty much going to be the greatest day ever. Maybe you're going to maybe you're going to read an issue of Relevant while you're maybe, listening maybe to the some podcast slices and online. Drinking. Maybe you, you go to the well, website. To yeah, the website. Read some slices, or if, or if you're like me, put it in a blender with a bunch of ice and whipped cream and get yourself, <laughs> get yourself a drink. <laughs> Some chocolate syrup, <laughs> Maybe a little scoop of Hagen Dazs. <laughs> Gotta start the day. <laughs> Wrap that thing. Uh, so there you go, tonks.org/slash/relevant. Get a free trial. You guys really, honestly, take our word for it. Try this thing out. Get the free sample. Yeah. We have a great show for you today. Sometimes we tend to veer off into the sports world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I love it. Not much. It's not one of our tagline reasons for listening. But every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Today, we bring you a guest from the sports world. Uh, legendary quarterback Kurt Warner mm. is joining oh, us. Man. Wow. Super Bowl champ. Oh, yeah. He and MVP. Ha- yeah. A future Hall of Famer, I'm sure. Yeah. He yeah. has a, a new television show that we talked to him about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, we also uh, talked to and spotlight artists that were very excited about Page CXVI. Oh, yeah. Um, you talked to them. <laughs> I did talk to them. <laughs> that was... What stirred my memory? <laughs> Their name <laughs> stirred your memory of your conversation. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that, that's the band that uh, that I believe we first said, based on Derek Webb's call, page 116. And then the band told us that Derek got it wrong. Yeah. And it's actually page CXI. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Derek right. Webb. So thanks for yeah, nothing. Caused a pretty big for, dust up there. For nothing. And yeah. then later, in a later interview, uh-huh. the band said, hey, you know where we told you you had to say page CXVI? Mm-hmm. Eh, we're flexible. Either way, they, you could call us page one sixteen if you want. Make, I, a, make a decision, page six. You got it. This is a brand. And, and remember, podcast listeners will remember last time we talked about them. We told the anecdote that they shared with us in that interview, not the mm-hmm. one you're going to hear today. Right. That they were inspired the name to do the Roman numeral thing by Forever Twenty One. Forever Twenty One. Right. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That's where, I get, that's where I get. A, that's where I get a lot of my ideas. Let's say this: they were actually inspired. After watching the Super Bowl uh-huh. XXVI or mm-hmm. IV, that, 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 that Kurt Warner, Warner one. The Kurt right. Warner was it? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. And it all comes full circle. <laughs> it's, all, it's all tied in here. S- the speaking, speaking of sports, though, speaking of sports, though, you know, this past week was, was a pretty large day in, in the sure. sporting world. The, uh, the end of college basketball, or as I like to call it, the not good as the NBA season. <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call it, is the continuation of baseball season. <laughs> yeah, it's about as entertaining in general as baseball. You're I right. mean, you don't, you don't find there's more. a certain purity to the college game where it's not, you know, corrupted by money and endorsements. Listen, these, not, these are a lot of these kids, most of them will never play. Yeah. At, at a higher level. Love hey, let's game. watch a bunch of kids running around and missing jump shots. That's what most of the season is. It's the one However, and done. Love like, of the game. The, so the, awesome. the championship game, I'll tell you, was one of the best basketball games I've ever seen in my life. It was so frantic. I couldn't believe it. It was, I was amazing. I was out of breath watching it. Except it was, that Michigan lost, which I won't get into. Oh, you, you can go back and read my it. Twitter feed yeah. from last week. And <laughs> you'll understand how I felt Chad's about the game. Twitter followers are well I'm aware. Of I grew up. My, my mom's Why? family is from Michigan, so I grew teams. up. Spent a lot of time in Michigan growing up, and I've just been a diehard Michigan fan ever since I, I was young. Big, big and then, Fab Five fan being, back in the day. Being 13 years old, watching the Fab Five, I cried myself to sleep. 20 years later, Fab Five was reunited during the game and for the first time. To sleep, I cried myself to sleep Monday night. They did. They all five of them were in the building. One of our podcast listeners. His, his Twitter name is Bucket uh, IT Bucket, mm-hmm. which oh. is you know very. He got the coveted, controversial, <laughs> the coveted Bucket Twitter handle. Um, he <laughs> early, uh, early in the game. I think his name his name is Reed Buck. I think so. Anyway, he formed an ESPN 
bracket challenge pool mm-hmm. uh, called the Gummy Pythons. It was in, in the relevant podcast right. Twitter handle. We retweeted it, and he invited people to sign up. I, I think about forty people signed up. Not too many. Yeah, and and so we we did a bracket ba- challenge, and uh, uh, somebody won. I don't know who it was. It doesn't really matter. Chad, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Chad came in. Chad came us. in third. I did. I came in fifth. Where was I? I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna and, look real quick. And Jesse yeah, came Jen, in 36. How'd you do, Jesse? Hey, 36. Like I said, I I, t- I told Chad this. You know, that means next year I'm sort of like the Florida Golf Coast team coming into this thing. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do good you know, for I'm one gonna round. Shock the world. So you're gonna do what good for one round, and then you're gonna get put in your place. Two rounds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shock in the world. No, I, my problem is. Here's my problem with NCAA brackets. I play with my heart, not my head. Like I, I, I choose Duke to win every year. I did and, too, and that always comes to bite me. I did. I was 22nd, just so y'all knew. But bad. but what you're saying is that there's three people that finished behind me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the main point here. Yeah, I, also, that's if, if I'm reading what you're saying right. I, I didn't finish last. Yeah, but they also went with their heart, and they were all Liberty students, and they so they have Liberty winning it all. So. <laughs> Anyway, that was uh, a good time. Reed, so, Reed Buck at Reed Buck One Bucket. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations on your not coming in last place finish, Jesse. Thanks. It's sort of like winning the NIT. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. You know, I'm not in the top 64, but I didn't come in last though. So. Came in 65th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's it for your sports talk. Until we talk to Kurt Warner. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Then we'll get. All right. There might be more. All right. Well, uh, normally, you know, we've been experimenting with the last month or so. We've been doing relevant recommends next, but we're going to try something new again because the way that that segment has evolved, we're going to try it in a new slot. Okay. So, so we're shaking things up already, but that's it. We're quick. We're nimble. We adapt. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next, slices. Maybe I'm too subtle. Mouth is made of metal, metal, metal. Pocket full of yellow, yellow. Pocket full of gold, and I hope you'll find. Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by Asbury Theological Seminary. Are you called to plan a church? Prepare to serve with new church planning degrees at Asbury Theological Seminary. For more information, go to asburyseminary.edu. You're listening to Sir Sly. I guess he broke off from the family stone and long, got knighted. At long last. Apparently. <laughs> I think once he got knighted, he felt like he was sort of above the, the rest stone. of the family stone. Yeah. yeah. And who could blame him? Yeah. They were holding him back. The song is gold from. Uh, it says the song is gold from the ghost single. It's actually the B side. Yeah, well, why didn't we just play ghost the A side? Because I like this song better. <laughs> okay. All right. You don't want to. Yeah. Why? Deep I'm scared but of when ghosts, you're knighted, <laughs> even your B side sounds like this. Is <laughs> <laughs> Most artists would call this a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. But for a knighted guy, it's just put it on the B side. Who cares? Put it on the B side of gold. I don't care.
And this Tonks coffee is good. It is really it good. Is nice. it, it the thing. This is my my test for coffee. Is as it gets colder in your cup, if you can still drink it's it, still okay. It, mm-hmm. It's still good. Still it doesn't okay. have a bitter taste to it. Yeah. I really no, like it. It doesn't have bitter. No. I think Chad, do you want to go make us another round of? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be back. It'll it be ready in three hours. Yeah, I'll be back about the time we talk, we talked to Kurt Warner. So. <laughs> Maybe um, grab Kurt a cup there too. <laughs> Likes his coffee. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you're a two-door cinema club with next year. Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? Okay, well, I want to uh, thank uh, a Twitter user for, for sending me the video of this. Uh, the Twitter user is tiny underscore takeover. Uh, and it's a video of uh, a robot Wait, that on, we've hold discussed on, hold on. Tiny, in the past. Hold on a second. That name. Tiny underscore takeover. Tiny takeover. What are they, what are they part of? What are they doing? Uh, do you know that well, you haven't just, just been roped into something that is much, much bigger than your Did you join a movement that you... <laughs> Here's the thing. When I tell you about this video, it's going to get a lot more creepy. Okay. <laughs> this, thing, okay. this thing is the old Costanza. It's like an onion. The more layers you pull back, the more it stinks. <laughs> so, tiny takeover, quote unquote... You know, probably some nefarious government, the Twitter handle of some nefarious government agency sent me a video of a robot that I, I'm pretty sure we've discussed before that goes by the name Petman. Okay. Yeah, Petman. Bo- Bob Petman. Yeah. Uh, Bob kinda Petman. Like, kind of like yeah. Ron Spiderman. The video is pretty ominous. It's only, let me see, it's, it's only about a minute long. And it comes from a, a very strange company called Boston Dynamics. And I encourage everyone to go watch it. Chad, maybe we can embed this. It's on YouTube on the podcast episode page. And it is a, a human robot that is walking on a treadmill. Okay. Mm. And he's wearing like a gas mask and all of this camo. And then he starts doing like air squats and different human movements. But the problem is it's not human. It's very <laughs> jittery. It, it's one of the most unsettling, creepy Wait, things you'll ever squats, see. Air squats, like this robot is exercising? Yes. For, for a takeover of some kind, perhaps? Was it a large robot or a tiny robot? It's, yeah. a, hu- it's a human-sized <laughs> robot. Do we know that Tiny Takeover is not the robot in question here? That's, <laughs> and that's has, what I'm and afraid is, of. We don't know. And is doing mm. his p- own PR. So we, we, we do, all we know is I was sent a video of a robot <laughs> doing plyometrics on a treadmill. This is extremely unsettling. Wow. So I went, I did some independent research. So wait, the robots have become self-aware and are signing up for social media accounts. And they're working out. <laughs> they're getting themselves in, they're getting themselves in shape. They're doing P90X apparently. <laughs> so I did some, uh, some independent research, which involved me Googling Petman. <laughs> of course. Uh, and I found that this company, Boston Dynamics, has also created some other really terrifying sinister robots, including a robotic cheese that can run 30 miles an, an hour on no. a treadmill, as well as a robotic dog and robotic, uh, robotic insects. Now, evidently, the funding, this is true, the funding for this company is coming from the Defense Department. What? Oh, so wait, no. isn't Boston Dyn- Dynamics the organization in Fringe? Close to it, yeah. Isn't oh, it? I love Fringe. Why is the Defense Department funding our eventual demise? That's what I, this, this company is like Skynet from the Terminator yeah. series. Well, Except I would rather have to fight the, the robots in Terminator than, than pet men and literal anim, like robot pets. A cheetah that can, 
that can outrun us. And a dog. And here's the thing. This. Like, some of their YouTube videos are pretty strange. Like, they're one for Big Dog, which is, is the most advanced rough-terrain robot on Earth. It's like the dog just frolic, a robotic dog just frolicking on the beach, like running into the water while like this mellow surf music plays in the background. Yeah. Maybe somebody, a writer for Fringe, knows about the true Boston dynamics and is trying to alert us to what they're really up to through the show Fringe. And wasn't Fringe canceled under mysterious circumstances? <laughs> yeah. <The> mysterious <laughs> circumstances. Like, quote unquote, being... low ratings. <laughs> My <Jesse>. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder if these, if these, the people working on these have ever seen. A movie? Yeah. I robot. I'm sending you guys the I'm sending you guys the footage right now and you tell me if we're all dead. So so <laughs> maybe they have seen them. Maybe they have seen them Tyler and their thoughts when they see iRobot is ah we can do better than no, that. No, yeah. That would never it's like, Oh, ours will be better than that. It's the people that. who don't wear their seatbelts in cars. Like, well, that'll never happen to me. Yes, it will. <laughs> it will absolutely happen to you. That we're not sense. immune to robot takeovers. All right, I've just sent you guys the videos. These videos will be posted on the uh, on the relevant podcast page. You guys will receive them under the subject line please watch. <laughs> An email? So, yeah. so, so, I mean, may, maybe what they're thinking is, yeah, there, there's, there's people over there, you know, working on computers, becoming self-aware. The moment of singularity is imminent. Um, okay. Uh, and they're saying, well, that's not what we're working on. Maybe they're saying what we're working on is robotics, uh, human, human act, you know, uh, robotic things. Uh, but they're separate. They're separate. We're going to keep them separate forever. Guess what? Somebody's going to go rogue. One person's going to yeah. take that computer that became self-aware, stick it in one of these robots, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, it's like, and just hypothetically, when we're testing out the robots, doing uh, working out on the treadmill, we're going to put them in camo and a gas mask. Just <laughs> hypothetically. Okay, if Petman had a computer brain that came self-aware, oh my, we were it's kind of terrifying. He's wearing we're, we're a dead. gas mask. We're dead. Why does he got to wear that outfit? Oh, exactly. Naked. So what the, what the Defense Department is thinking is one day, wouldn't it be better for us to send a whole bunch of Petmans into a, a hostile area versus human life? You think that? No, that's what, yeah, that's that's what, what we all thinking. think. Yeah. They that's work what for thinking. us. That's, that's, how it start. that's how it starts. That's what they're thinking. Though. And then it's like, well, they should have some sort of freedom. And then one of the robots decisions. goes, hey, why am I about to get shot? Right. And he says, no, become self-aware. Because uh-huh. we have it, to make them smart right. to be able to fight they're, in they're, combat. Right. There's another one where some four-legged robotic creature has the ability to hurl cinder blocks. You heard <laughs> me. Hurl cinder blocks. That would be dangerous. Sounds, sounds really safe. Yeah. And normal. These, like I said, these videos were posted. I'm interested in the user's feedback on this because uh, obviously something sinister is afoot. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jesse. Now we're not going to sleep Ruining my we're day. Terrified. All right, what do you have? Another, another day wasted on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I actually asked the Twitterverse and they sent me a whole bunch of really good stuff. But I think I'm going to go with Cookie Monster getting arrested for pushing a child in New York Times Squares. Heard about this. But it's not the real Cookie Monster. It's a rogue Cookie Monster. It is rogue. And we just... you. Do we we know it's not a Petman? (laughs) (laughs) No, we do not. No, yes, we do because we saw several of them take their heads off. Yeah. To talk to the people. They don't stay in character. Yeah, Disney 101, you never take the head off. But but those are like, you know, pirated, dirty suits. How do they do that? Legally. I don't know how they're not sued because it, right. is, it, is, it is licensed, trademarked characters. If you go to Times Square now, I mean, you, you're going to see everything from an off-brand Mickey and Minnie trying to take mm-hmm. pictures with you to the Cookie Monsters, the Elmos, the, all the superheroes are there. I mean, it is like a, a carnival of uh, homemade off-brand uh, right. characters. 
Well, did you hear that uh, uh, Congress? I, I I need to look this up, but it's some lawmaker is considering passing a law that would make them illegal in Times Square. They should they be illegal. Should, yeah. it's it's a yeah. it's a nuisance, and, and and now they're pushing kids. Now they're pushing kids. So that's weird because last time I checked, this was America. <laughs> if I want to walk down the, the suit in the street in a homemade Spider-Man costume and demand people give me money, well, freedom, free man, free. Uh, well, this certain uh, cookie monster recently took a picture with a little boy, and apparently you're supposed to give them a tip. And right. he started demanding $2 from the mom. He took off his his head and started cursing at her verbally Aww. and uh called her son offensive names and then he allegedly pushed this child but the boy was not injured he's only two um he did two. end up getting arrested but i was just thinking how like traumatic that is for the child and any child around <laughs> there that cookie monster just did this to your mom and cookie you. monster took his head off that's enough that, for a two-year-old yeah. yeah much less than assault <laughs> poor <laughs> kid will never eat cookies again <laughs> When he demanded the tip, was he just like, me want, me want tip. Because that would be a little less. Me want $2. Because that would be a little a little aggressive, but not necessarily out Throw of line deuce, with lady. Cookie Monster. Yeah. He just throws the tips into the big mouth. <laughs> and they just all spill out the side. Dollars are just falling into the ground, you know. Uh, so that's my slice. Gross. Ugh. Sad. Sad. Well, I just remember when we were there recently, we... Like Cohen would be like, "Hey, Elmo," and we we're like, "Yeah, that's great." No, we're not going to go like, talk to Elmo. Just kept going. Don't go near. And now that there's dirty a good Elmo. reason to not right. go near him. Elmo's dirty son. And they Elmo's were on their dirty. phones. It just was not like Disney. I mean, half of them had their heads cocked open. Yeah, I saw so un- unprofessional. Yeah, there's got there's got to be rules about this. There's got to be some sort of trade union. And like in the, offer, in the homemade Mickey outfits, it's like we've Cohen was like, "Hey, there's Mickey." I'm like, "That's not the real Mickey. You've met the real Mickey." <laughs> and he's like, "That's true. Like that that doesn't look quite right. Something's off. Something's yeah. very." There's a lot of kids that. that run up would, to him and take pictures. Yeah, I would just let it happen. Cohen's a little bit more discerning with his characters. He's experienced the real ones. We're from, we're yeah, he's got Orlando. quality control when it comes yeah. to his characters. <laughs> he's like, I know a real Donald Duck when I see one. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Tyler? Well, in keeping with Maya, I, I have a beat, and as you know, it's the burglar. it's the crazy burglar beat, and I found mm. another good one. Yeah. Um, and this one's a little a little sad, uh, so I hope everybody a, get a, a box sad of tissues. Times Square Elmo. Uh, well, I'll leave that up to you guys to determine. <laughs> okay. I, I would be sad if this was me, but there was a uh, a, a home was was burgled, somebody's house, and uh, well, burgled or <laughs> burglarized. Is that, is it, that it's been word? burgled. Yeah, I think did, did someone bur- leave hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> Did a hamburglar come? <laughs> I think it's burglar. My home has been hamburgled. <laughs> the most tragic of all of all burgles. <laughs> um, and and the couple who owned the house actually came home while the burglar was still there, and they came burgling. Home. Yeah, burg- doing his burgling, <laughs> and uh, they f- mid burgle is what you're saying. <laughs> he was. Uh, they came home mid burgle. He was mid burgle, and they found him. They, they found him with the refrigerator door open feeding pudding to their guard dog. They had mm. a guard dog for just the situation, but the guard dog had been won over, the by, the, went over yeah. by the pudding. Well, I will say this. He's a pretty smart uh, burglar. <laughs> I mean, he, he knew how to, he knew his guard dogs. And the burglar, <laughs> the couple was obviously very shocked, and the burglar informed them that he had come to their house 
to kill somebody, but realized he got the wrong house once he was inside. Oh my. So just started feeding the guard dog to keep the guard dog off his case. And, and the couple was like, shoo, <laughs> man, you really had us nervous. We thought you were here to burglarize us. You were just here to kill someone. And okay. He, and then and then he left. But as the burglar left, he called the dog. He knew the dog's name because of the dog's tag. And the dog ran off after him. So he ended up <laughs> ended up leaving with the guard dog he in the dog. tow. He, he looked right at the couple. He's like, he's made his choice, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and was event and was eventually arrested. He was he was caught while he was out. But they he's not telling where the guard dog is or where he lives because he's in the home with him. So the couple, if if you have any ideas, oh my goodness, this is a very sad story. That's what I'm saying. So he ended. We stole the dog. We don't know where the dog is. To be this- fair, though, the dog. Chose to go with him. The dog yeah. made his choice. I, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. No, 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 hold on. I wouldn't want him that's like that's like letting a kidnapper off the hook who lures a child into a van. Hey, well, the child chose to get into the van. No, it's this wasn't still a puppy. wrong. This wasn't a puppy. This was a guard dog. This dog had come of age. <laughs> come of age. If I was the couple, I would say, you know what? I don't even want the guard dog back. He didn't do his job. It's useless. <laughs> useless. It's your problem now. Yeah. You feed him. That would still be very tragic. <laughs> you feed him and clean up after him. He's not doing his job for us. Well, I think we can all agree that the important thing is that, you know, it's like after a bad breakup. Well, the important thing is that the dog, the dog is happy. Mm. And and if the dog is happy, that's great. Well, the dog's not happy the because the man's not, in jail. The dog isn't happy anymore. Nobody's feeding it. Right, right. Which are the sort of things that sometimes the you don't think about. The dog needs its pudding. Yeah. And uh, nobody's giving him pudding. You know, it'd be, it's going to be really awkward if the dog returned. <laughs> be like, so how you doing? Sort of a prodigal hey, dog return. I've been okay. How about you guys been okay? Yeah. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. the story of the, pro, the prod dog all son. No, <laughs> Tyler. That's no. That was up. Uh, that was that on good? the fly. I didn't have it ready. <laughs> I just came up. Really? With Maybe prepare your stuff a little bit. <laughs> no, nope. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. That better make the final cut. Tyler's <laughs> <laughs> like leaning over Chad's shoulder the entire editing process. Yeah, You're was, not going to cut out that prod dog. Was <laughs> it was, it was You're not right cutting at, that out, are you? It was right at 45 minutes. We might want to lead with that. <laughs> Just open up the podcast. Get people you know, I'll sit here with you while you do it. I'll sit right here. I'll plop, I'm going to plop down. Any chance that we can get Jesse not to be the uh, closing tagline of this week's show? I'd really like to uh, I put wanna, mine in there. Let's do it twice. Let's bring that prod doggle <laughs> son quit back around. <laughs> you know, I was actually talking with Kurt Warner, and he thought it was funny. So let's go ahead and keep it. The guy won a Super Bowl. He knows. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. We'll talk to uh, Kurt Warner maybe about the <laughs> prodigal dog. I've got a few story. more questions for Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> follow up. Kurt, now we've covered this whole TV show Faith thing. I got a couple questions for you. What do you think about Buckle dogs? In, they're about puns. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think about dogs that leave their owners yet return after a while? I'm gonna throw being termed prod doggles. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw a few puns your way. You just pretty good, right? You just rate them <laughs> one to ten. You you rate them on how likely a Super Bowl quarterback is to think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Prod doggle ten, right? I mean, obviously <laughs> that's a ten. I, I don't even need to ask. I stayed down with my demons. I stayed down with my demons. Bats and buzzards in the sky. Alligators in the sewers. I don't even wonder why. Hide among the younger Portions of this week's podcast are brought to you by Convoy of Hope and the Feed One campaign. 
Join the movement to end global hunger in our generation. To learn more and receive a free gift, visit feedone.com. You're listening to The National. The song is Demons from their upcoming album. They're going to be spotlighted in an upcoming issue of Relevant, probably July. That's what's thinking. Kurt Warner is a NFL quarterback, former NFL quarterback. Uh, he played for the St. Louis Rams, uh, New York Giants, and Arizona Cardinals. He won two NFL MVP awards in 1999 and 2001, and the Super Bowl MVP award in Super Bowl 34. He also owns the three highest single-game passing yardage totals in Super Bowl history. Pretty amazing career. For anyone who believes in second chances comes USA Network's new unscripted original series, The Moment, which he hosts. Uh, the Moment will give ordinary Americans the opportunity to realize their dreams and rewrite their life stories. Each week, Kurt surprises one nominee with a unique offer, a second chance to pursue the career they've always dreamed of, from race car driver to costume designer to sports photographer, traveling far from their homes and families to pursue their calling under the guidance of expert mentors. Each hopeful will prepare for the interview of a lifetime. In the end, they'll find out whether they ha- still have what it takes to pursue this career or if they've been living their dream life all along. The show premiered last night, April 11th, and will continue airing on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. on the USA Network. Uh, Tyler recently spoke to him. Here is Kurt Warner. Could you just give a brief synopsis of, of the show? Yeah, well, I mean, basically the idea is that, you know, everybody has a dream. At uh, some point, you know, through the course of their life, everybody has a dream. And... You know, a lot of people uh, are fortunate to have the opportunity to chase that dream at one time in their life. Uh, the individuals on this show are those kinds of people that were chasing their dream, uh, were kind of on the fast path to, to make that happen. And then something in life um, happened. You know, something took place in life that, that kind of uh, stopped them in their tracks or made them take another path. And... In going down that path or, or, or taking that turn or, or stopping along the way, you know, they just got sidetracked. They got caught up with life. They got you know caught into a different career. Mm-hmm. And as a lot of people, that they still would long to do whatever it is they were passionate about, but they're stuck in this rut and they can't get out. And the show presents uh, these nine individuals with an opportunity to get out. And the great thing about the show is that it's simply an opportunity that, you know, we're not giving anything away. It's not a show where we come to everybody and, and say, hey, we're going to make you this. It's, yeah. do you want another opportunity? Yeah. Once you get that opportunity, it's all up to you. When reality TV or shows like this first started becoming a thing, it seemed like it was very... A lot of it was really selfish. We, we watched them like fail and be humiliated on things like Survivor right. and like that, and it was it was kind of narcissistic. And we had this nice schadenfreude of watching people fail. And there's been a recent spat of shows that that seem more positive, like this. They're about enacting change and inspiring people. Um, why do you think that is? Is that part of a broader trend, or is that just people getting tired of watching people be sad on TV? Yeah, I mean. I- I think, you know, I think there's there's two sides of the tale. I mean, I think, obviously, the, the first thing is 
unfortunately we live in a country that likes to see train wrecks mm -hmm. you know that one of the things that makes us feel better about ourselves is seeing somebody else doing worse than us or somebody else you know failing more than we are and i think that's why the original reality television that we saw it was all geared around that you know the train wreck or you know what are we going to see this week that's going to be you know so outrageous mm -hmm. um you know and, and we started there but i think the one thing that you realize with things like that is that the more you sit around and watch stuff like that the more depressed that you get <laughs> you know you, you start looking at your life and going gosh you know I'm, I'm not that much different than them or i'm and so the other side of it is i think you know you have that for so long that it just beats you down and I think now we're in a place, you know, from a television entertainment standpoint where people want to be lifted up. People want to be inspired that, you know, for us to, to be able to accomplish what we want, we can't just sit around and say, well, I'm, I got it better than they do. I think the goal is, is to find television out there that inspires us and pushes us to aspire to be more than we are and that's the only way we can accomplish and and leave a lasting legacy in whatever area that might be whether it be with our family and our kids or our profession or or whatever and so i, I think you're seeing that what would you say to somebody it's easy to think of somebody like Let's say there's a guy out there who has a dream. He's always wanted to start a band, maybe, or something like that. And he watches the moment. And then and then he says, well, I mean, if, if Kurt Warner came to me and put me on the show, then I guess I right. could make it. But but that's not going to happen. So I guess I just never, I'm never going to get to achieve my dream. Well, and I think a lot of people say that. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to sit on their couch and say that exact thing. Well, if he knocks on my door, I'll, I'll chase it, too. But right. My life wasn't like that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have somebody knock on my door and say, here, you know, we heard about you through the grapevine. We want to give you a chance. No, my life was working, you know, trying to create opportunities, but never giving up on that aspect of things. Mm -hmm. That didn't mean I didn't have to carry another job while I continued to, to work out and stay ready for football and go to tryouts. Didn't mean that I didn't, you know, I had to go to, to leave to go to Europe for four months right after I was married. To, I mean, it's so much about making sacrifices. I think the easy thing for us to do, and what I think a lot of people do, is they come up with an excuse on why they're not chasing their dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my hope is that, yeah, you know, this is different because people are coming to your door. But I think one of the things you find out in the process of a lot of these shows is there's more holding people back than just somebody knocking on their door and saying here we're going to give you the opportunity my goal is to inspire people to you know eliminate the excuses and keep chasing after it if, if it's what you want to do relevance demographic is largely people in their mid to late 20s so they're just sort of getting started on their their career path and we hear from a lot of them they're worried that they're never going to get their chance for that one dream because at this point they have it but they're starting to see their their career path take sort of that normal road they're getting they're having kids or whatever and they're just seeing that that one dream start to get a little more distant or or uh, gray what's the what's the first step that you think in your mind that people should take when people look at their where they want their life to be and they're not there what you're talking about 
um, what's that first thing that people need to do that, that can get them on the right road? I mean, I think that the first thing you have to do is, is you know, make a first step. You know, it was just like um, when I was chasing my dream was that, that I was always pursuing it to a degree. Even though I had to, to step away, you know, and work at a grocery store and, and do those sort of things. If it meant getting up at four in the morning to work out because I had to work all day, I got up at four in the morning to work out. But I kept that dream alive. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is that as soon as you let that dream disappear, as soon as you kind of file it in the back of your mind, you start going down a path that is very difficult to get out of. And that's my encouragement to everybody is that even if you can't chase it 100% of the time, if you can't do it 24-7, continue to keep that dream alive however you have to do it. And it's more just, okay, it's there. Now I've just got to look for that opportunity or I've got to create that opportunity to make it happen. You know, that to me is is a huge key, is to keep that dream in the forefront of your mind and keep acting on it, even if it can't be your primary focus. That was Kurt Warner. Make sure to check out the show, The Moment, airing every Thursday night at 10 on the USA Network. If you're a dreamer, I just want to have some fun. Don't tell me what could be done. You know you like it, but it drives you insane. You know you like it, but it drives you insane. You know you like it, but you're scared of the shame. What you want, what you gonna do. You know you like it, but it drives you insane. Well, if you're a listener of this podcast, you would probably enjoy this other thing we do called Relevant Magazine. If you aren't a subscriber or haven't been in a while, we'd love it if you check it out. Uh, if you subscribe now, actually, the May issue just went to the printer. Uh, and if you subscribe now, you actually get the May issue, be your first one. Phoenix is on the cover. There's some fantastic articles in, in the edition. And you'll get immediate access right away to all of the magazine content online. And if you have an iPad, we now include iPad access for free for all print subscribers. So you can download our app in the uh, newsstand right away and get access immediately. It's only 15 bucks a year to subscribe to Relevant, $1.25 a month. You get six issues of the print magazine. Obviously, you get six issues of the iPad, all the online access. And throughout the year, four, five, six times a year, you get free exclusive subscriber-only albums and some other goodies that we send your way. It's a great value, and we think you'd really like it. Check it out. Subscribe today at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. You're listening to Aluna George. The song is You Know You Like It. Okay, it's time for Relevant Recommends. Um, movies coming out on Friday, April 18th. I, I don't know that we recommend these again. So this is just the entertainment releases within the of segment a, of Relevant Recommends. It's more of a list. Okay. Yeah. This, this movie looks awesome, but I will, I will not see it. Okay. Really? Oblivion with Tom Cruise and Morgan Freeman. Why won't oh. you see it? Why won't you see it? Because, of because, Tom because it's of, Tom Cruise. Because of Tom Cruise. I'm you refuse to see anything that he's in. I will never see another Tom Cruise movie Do, ever again. What, what, out of what principle? What if Tom Cruise was in the next Fast and Furious movie? 
It's dead to me. <laughs> no, I can't handle you. Now. Hate, yeah. Wow. What? What's your beef with? I mean, I get. Yeah. We all know. We all have the similar. I'm sure we all understand Tom Cruise. He's a little weird. We got that. But what? Why won't you see his movie when he's playing a different character? Because American culture is subjected to him in real life. You know him, the person. He's he's weird because he's a successful actor. So I'm standing my ground and doing my part to hopefully see the deterioration of his career. So then he will leave the headlines. Because mm. if America won't mm. see his movies, people will stop covering him in the tabloids, and then he go- just fades away and becomes a weird old man. And so, like, I'm doing my part by not and <laughs> contributing to the box office success yeah. of any so, of his movies. So let me let me get let me just try to understand the logic. Okay, okay, this new Tom Cruise <laughs> movie is coming out that honestly looks pretty sweet. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's totally awesome yeah. in every way. Yeah, and. But you're holding on to the hopes that with you not buying a ticket to this film, that 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 will that will like that will tip the scales to box office disaster, plunging the the, the career of Tom Cruise into the toilet and causing him to retire to weird old man. No. So I believe in leading by example, and I believe that if one person stands up. That it will inspire others to say, I can go against the trend as well. No. I don't have to go with the flow. We don't have to be subjected to Tom Cruise anymore. No. And so it's not a one movie will tip the scale. But in time, little by little by little, if the box office goes down little by little by little, eventually he won't have as many movies. Eventually he won't be in the papers. But admittedly, I mean, the last few movies he's been in have been very well received and I well would reviewed. Yeah, I would but, know because I haven't seen them. But right. you, you believe that the, the fact that he's Turning out quality work was Jack Reacher good? Was Jack Reacher was good? Jack Reacher was good. Was and successful? successful? What isn't? But he's here's really my small. problem with Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher, the comic book character, which was based on, mm-hmm. was a very large six foot eight character, and they cast a guy who's four foot eleven. But he can he act can't even reach the upper <laughs> shelf. He can act. <laughs> like his a tall name man. is Jack Reacher. Were you a reader of the Jack Reacher I, comic book? I didn't book? know we had did a not, Jack Reacher did, fan. In I did our not know it existed until I read the reviews of the film. <laughs> <laughs> you in fact know yet, his exact yet height <laughs> discrepancy prevented you from <laughs> seeing the movie. Because if the man can't reach the upper cabinet in a kitchen. He shouldn't be named Jack Reacher. Cameron, you don't even know how tall like I am, and you know how tall a fictional pulp detective is. <laughs> I know that... You're about 5'11". You're 5'10". You're, you're between five and a half and seven feet. I have to... I, know that. <laughs> I, have, I have to reach for the top shelf, but there's a little Jack Reacher in all of us. <laughs> Including Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is a little Jack Reacher. Uh, yeah. So you won't see his movies, but will you watch the YouTube clip of the compilation of him running... In every single movie yeah, he's ever made, it is. No, here's that the, is pretty freaking it is awesome. Funny. Well, here's the thing: there's a, that exists. But see, oh, yeah. see, see, even though that's not box office success, if there's a whole lot of views on that little view count yeah. on YouTube, yeah. that says I, I, America good. wants their Tom Cruise. And so, no, I won't. I won't even click on that. So, but how you, good was that fourth Mission Impossible movie? That was a great movie. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it since since the any of them. No, maybe the first I think one. I thought saw the first. Two. Was that the last Tom Cruise movie you saw? Was that the last maybe? One? I. It's been so long, and I've been taking this personal stance, this personal moral stance for so long. I can't remember the last movie wow. I saw. Wow. Right, how about this? It's wow. Saturday afternoon, you know, just a hot day. You're inside, just killing some time. You're flipping through. The volleyball scene from Top Gun is on, like, TBS. It's an awesome scene. I, I think that you, scene... You watch it. Wasn't that scene in Fifty Shades of Grey? I, I believe... <laughs> remade. Recently remade. remade yeah. yeah, there's a lot of shirtlessness. Uh, no, I. but to answer your question, no, I won't. Because even though I'm not a Nielsen household, mm-hmm. I have this suspicion 
that if my TV lands on something, DirecTV is tracking it in some way. In some way, the network will find out that, wow, that TBS viewing of that Tom Cruise movie mm-hmm. had good ratings. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my house contributed to it. And I don't want to do that. Please send a note to Tom Cruise that a gentleman in Orlando stopped on the volleyball scene. <laughs> that should encourage him. Uh, also coming out on uh, Friday, April 19th, Jobs with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Dermot Mulroney. Um. That, I believe that one has been put on hiatus. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. okay. Well, was, then Rotten Tomatoes needs to update their. <laughs> I've I read schedule. that it tested so poorly with audiences that they really? it's been put on an indefinite. I, I read they realized they cast Ashton Kutcher and just <laughs> put the whole thing. Oops. Did we wait really do that? Did we really film a whole movie with Ashton Kutcher? Pull the plug on this thing. This is the two and a half men. Guy? That's too bad because some of the pictures that came off set, he looked incredibly he looks like, like Steve Jobs. He looks yeah, like but, him today. He but it's the same thing that when Lifetime did the Elizabeth Taylor story and they dressed up Lindsay Lohan to look mm-hmm. like her some of the stills looked, looked unbelievable good. when they try to act but the movie was apparently awful yeah. yeah but to me like appearance is really the least of the concern it's like I would rather watch an actor right. who could portray the character in a way that that's you know interesting and accurate than someone that has a passing hold, resemblance hold on so you would rather see Paul Giamatti as Steve Jobs <laughs> in my head I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman but yeah, yeah. I would rather honestly I can suspend you would rather see Morgan Freeman Will, as Steve Jobs Will Smith is Steve Jobs yeah. no Jaden no, Smith I would, if Jaden Smith can do it Jayden, give it to Jaden let me say this I, I, I'm, I'm able to su- suspend my disbelief of how how closely the actor resembles the person if I feel like it's a better actor. Sure. Well, Yaquin nope. Phoenix doesn't look much like Johnny Cash, but he played you a great Johnny Cash. Yaquin. Yaquin. It's a soft J. I don't know. It I think is. it's Joaquin. Joaquin. It's like Yagi. It's Joaquin. <laughs> is it Joaquin? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ooh, my Your apologies. Oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix. My apologies to the Phoenix so family. So you were really hung up on the soft J to get that right. <laughs> but you got all the other letters wrong. I kind of called him Joaquin, guys. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Joaquin I think, Phoenix. I think relative. Uh, okay. All right. I've never Irregardless, I, hear, I, I, I see your point, and, mm-hmm. and I think you're right. Like, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't look like Johnny Cash, but he was great in the role, you know? Right. But his mannerisms, and he, he, but he, he captured he, the persona. He like him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if you, had, <laughs> if you gave Philip Seymour Hoffman, like <laughs> like a few months prep, you know, maybe, maybe trim up a little. Uh, a little. Cut his hair. Get the mannerisms. I th- I would rather watch him in the role of Steve Jobs than Ashton Kutcher. If yeah. he if he can drop the hundred pounds, I mean, <laughs> I think because Steve Jobs is so recent, we all we know all and experienced like. and yeah. saw yeah. the real Steve Jobs. Yeah. Whereas right. like Cash, he was portraying young Cash. Right. That was 40, 50 years ago. Right. We don't have that recollection. You know who we? You know who would do a good Steve Jobs is uh is Tom Cruise. Uh, I think he would really. He's got it. Yeah, he really it. does. Yeah. Right. I would see. I heard there's a lot of running scenes in the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, with his iPod, Larry David. <laughs> Larry David. Yeah. T- Larry David could do a de- it, He would have to be older, Steve Jobs, not yet, yeah, because the film Ashton Kutcher plays the young Jobs. Maybe you know? a maybe a computer animated young Steve Jobs, and then bring in Larry David. Yeah. In computer the animated. Yeah. So like, like the, Gollum with CJ. like Gollum, <laughs> or like like Larry David goes in a studio with all those like little like ball things like taped all over like Velcro to his body. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? He like films the movie in that and they just superimpose Steve Jobs on it. You guys know what I'm talking about, Velcro yeah. ball things? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Like yeah. A little reflective tape or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, but I've seen the behind the scenes. 
Pretty fascinating. Um, uh, Music coming out. That's it for movies, I guess. It's just Oblivion. Oh, really? Um, Music coming out on Tuesday, April 16th. MIA is coming out with the uh, highly anticipated uh, Matangi. Uh, Charlie XCX, not to be confused with Page CXVI. True Romance. Iron and Wine, still making music with Ghost on Ghost. Jesse Ware. um, Love her. Love Jesse Ware. She's so good. What I'm is that for real? Yeah. Oh, I get her confused with that Jesse J, who oh. raps and stuff. Oh, oh no. gosh, no, no, <laughs> very different. Listeners, Jesse, Jen. Jesse, where Jesse is Ware. Ware. Jesse Ware closed out the podcast a few weeks yeah. ago, and you yeah. emailed me. She's like, great. Who was Jesse Ware? Is, was... Jesse Ware is terrific. Jesse J is is perhaps what's wrong with pop? Perhaps music? less terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Ware's coming out with very you. diplomatic. <laughs> perhaps less terrific. Uh, coming out with devotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, group I love coming out with Mosquito. Or Mosquito, as I call it. I <laughs> <laughs> mispronouncing it. What are you guys. Is it Mosquito? It's a soft cue. Mosquito. Is it Mosquito? Joa Queen. So Kim. Walk him. From the Yaz Yaz. His last name is Pahenix, right? Pahenix. It's every letter. Jacqueen Pahenix. One of my favorite. He would be a great Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for the releases. Uh, now it's time for our recommendations. What do you have, Tyler? I've really been enjoying the new album from uh, from Kurt Vile. Mm. He's uh, he's a, a singer songwriter. Does a lot of folk stuff, but it's sort of a uh, it's a little uh, vile though. It's it's pretty vile. I can't recommend the. That's why I won't listen to it. It's, it's about <laughs> I won't this is it. it's about murder. <laughs> <laughs> he's a murderer. <laughs> Primarily drifters. Convicted. Primarily. I mean, not like yeah. Just, you guys should know he is on death row. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Vile is actually a, a name that was given yeah, to him. It's his, it's but sort of his. his Prison, prison nickname. Name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was initiated, they gave him the name. Somehow on death row, he still manages to release some really good. It's, <laughs> I don't. Nobody knows how. It just appears on Spotify. Well, it's like when Lil Wayne was in prison, he would call. He would call yeah. in and and, and, and uh, record <laughs> he over just, the phone, right? Right. R- rap into people's voicemails. And <laughs> somebody would put it. Down. Just randomly dial numbers, <laughs> hoping it makes it to the record label. Um. Honey, Lil Wayne wrapped on our answer machine. <laughs> How is it? It's not as good as I thought it'd be. He's a, vile. He's Kurt Vile is a sort of a Neil Young brand of, of folk music. It has sort of that 60s, 70s, really, really, really good summary type album. It just makes you want to like drive really slow, make people behind you mad because they can't get around you. <laughs> it, it just it's a very very chill sort of folk music and it's it's they're pretty long songs this one ventures into seven eight minute song what's the album called the album is called walking on a sunny days here is a clip you could say i'm in most all around but honey i ain't going nowhere don't wear a bad thing it's only bad All right, well, I'm going to uh, say my recommend this week. I've been listening to this album a lot. It came out uh, a week or two weeks ago. It's the new album from Low, the band yeah, Low. Yeah. Uh, it's called The Invisible Way. These guys, they make a very, uh, very slow, chilled out kind of music. Um, you mentioned, Tyler, kind of like a summertime album, but it's just kind of... 
makes you want to drive a little bit slower. Well, this album actually makes you want to drive slower. It's um, it reminds me of kind of like the Once soundtrack with Glenn Hasnard from uh-huh. The Frames, uh-huh. um, with a little bit of maybe like Emmylou Harris. It was produced by Jeff Tweedy of Wilco in their uh, studio in Chicago called The Loft. And uh, it just has a really, really cool sound to it. It's a good, uh, it's a good summer album, but it's also a good album for you people up in the north who still have snow on the ground. That's crazy. We don't because we're going to be close to ninety today, um, <laughs> and so uh, so you guys might want to check this night. out. Right, exactly. <laughs> so if you're if you're still uh, if if your springtime is still full of snow, you might want to check this out. It's uh, it's the new album from Low. It's called The Invisible Way. I get them confused with low anthem all the time. No. I always do. That. Well, there's some similarities. They kind of sound. sound the, they kind of sound the same. Yeah. So they're both good bands. I, I get them confused with Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of people confused with Los Lonely Boys. I, I walk. I frequently walk into people in the office that are playing music. And I'm like. You listen to Los Lonely Boys? Los Lonely Boys? <laughs> what do you got in the iPod there? Is that Los Lonely Boys? Like at stoplights, I'm tapping on people's windows. Uh, Let me guess, Los Lonely Boys. <laughs> cool, keep rocking, keep rocking. I thought it was, my bad, my bad. Thought you got the new Los Lonely Boys. It came out four years ago. I'll return to my vehicle. I'm rocking Los Lonely Boys over there. I don't know if you're interested, popping. popping Knocking up. on doors at red lights. <laughs> I think we got a minute. The light cycle is going to go around here. You want to hear the new one from Los Lonely Boys? Got a cranking back at the Mustang. I, okay, fair enough. Just curious. I just, I, you know, had to ask. Los Lonely Boys? When I go to department stores, I'm like, what's this playing over? Is this Los Lonely <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> is this Los Lonely Boys? <laughs> the cashier's often confused. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to get it. All right, what do you have, Jesse? Okay, so uh, the new EP, the highly anticipated in- e- EP from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. called Patterns drops yeah. on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Their last album that came out in 2011 uh, was sort of their their breakthrough Um since then, you may have heard their music, even if you haven't realized you heard their music on things like Taco Bell commercials. And uh, they're one of the indie rock bands who, who has a really unique sound, who's sort of made uh, the jump. The first single off the EP is called If You Didn't See Me, Then You Weren't on the Dance Floor. Uh, and it's, uh, <laughs> that's a great it's, title. That's a great song title. <laughs> it is a great song title. And here's what I love about uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Everything from the song title to the name of their band makes it seem as if. There's irony to their music, but the cool thing about the, their music, even though they mix in a lot of different sounds and, uh, you know, some of it does kind of have this, you know, kind of trippy dance feel. The vocals are so sincere in all of their in all of their songs and they're they don't sound like an ironic band. They sound like a really sincere band it, that it just makes for a really interesting juxtaposition. So uh, the new single uh, off the EP Patterns is called If You Didn't See Me, Then You Weren't on the Dance Floor. Supposed to surrender to the base, you're supposed 
That'll do it for Relevant Recommends. Stay tuned. Up next, Page CXVI. Listening to White Sea, the song is Cannibal Love. Uh, it's a remix by a School of Seven Bells, which is why it's awesome. Podcast listeners know our next guest, uh, Page CXVI. The lead singer for Page CXVI is Tifa Phillips, who was also the vocalist in Derek Webb's Solo Me project uh, that Josh Moore was part of. Um, but we've also had CXVI spotlight in the magazine and, and here on the podcast. We're big fans. Page CXVI is a project started with the idea of making hymns accessible and known again. Uh, those are the, some of the richest, most meaningful, and moving pieces of music ever written, and Page CXVI uh, kind of reinvents them and reinterprets them. The name, um, as you probably know, is a reference to page 116 in uh, their copy of The Magician's Nephew by C.S. Lewis. It's a poignant passage where Aslan begins to sing Narnia into creation out of a black void. It's pretty powerful. The band consists of Tifa Phillips, Dan Stockton and Reed Phillips, and they recently released an album of lullaby hymns. Uh, Tyler recently spoke to him. Here is Page CXVI. was the motivation behind starting page CXVI? Did you just realize, oh, we play hymns pretty well together? Or was it? did it go a little deeper? Yeah, it was more um, people were asking for them. We were um, leading worship in churches a lot. And um, we just kind of, we were playing hymns, but we didn't have anything recorded and we didn't have a name because we didn't want to play as the autumn film just because that was like original music and that was, we were mm-hmm. doing something different. So we decided to just separate it out after enough people were just asking us and convincing us to kind of separate it out. And after our first hymns record, I think we realized how much we loved doing it. And that's what kind of started rolling out hymns two through four. Cause we actually tracked hymns two through four all at the same time. Um, oh. And then just kind of, you know, release them a year or so apart. Um, but our, our love for that project just grew and grew the more we dove into that first record. So it, as Dan said, it definitely started out, as people asking them, asking us for them, and then it really turned into something we were just deeply passionate about.
hasn't been just hymns. Like, there's obviously been a huge resurgence just in worship music in general. With with hills, sorry, with passion, there's Hillsong and there's Jesus culture. What do you think hymns tap into, or what's the difference between what you get, what Page CXVI does, that those don't tap into? What's the dividing line beyond just well, these are old and these are new? Um, I, I think people want history. Uh, I think they want tradition. And uh, I think the church has, has actually changed quite a bit, um, even since we were born. And I think people are looking for something to kind of latch onto that um, of something that came before them that's been a constant throughout church culture. And these songs go back, I mean, hundreds of years in a lot of cases, um, and have, have kind of stood the test of time. I mean, I think like one of the things that we do well and really care about is matching the emotion of the melody and the music and the chord progression to the lyric. So like when we think about, you know, hymns like Rock of Ages, it used to be, you know, kind of Rock of Ages, cleft for me, and it kind of feels like a, a march. Um, when you really look at the content of the lyric, it's a really reflective, sincere, contemplative song. And so, you know, when we thought about rearranging it, I really looked for chord progressions that kept us, kept us in one place, kept us focused, kept us meditative. Um, and so I think that's one thing that we're doing in particular and that we really strive for. Um, and same like with How Great Thou Art, you know, I've heard a lot of versions and I don't think these versions are bad. So I'm not, I don't want to say that at all, but, um, you know, we're like the third verse is a down verse, but the third verse, when you look at it lyrically is incredibly triumphant and, and big in its sense of emotion and what it's declaring. And so, you know, we, that's why we get really huge there. And so I think that that's one thing that we really care about when we're, looking at these arrangements and looking at kind of re redoing these songs um, maybe differently than some what other people's approach are. What do you hope people take away from Page CXVI, either from the album or from the shows? Like, if people could walk out saying one thing about what they've experienced, what would you want it to be? I think for me, uh, one of the things I really care about is uh, comforting the afflicted. Um, for people who are kind of living in that tension of just really hurting or grieving or loss. Um, and so I think for me, I want people to walk away sensing more like the peace and the comfort of the Lord. Um, I think that's what I really care about. Uh, I would say other than thinking that we're all incredibly handsome. <laughs> um, that's an easy one. <laughs> um, no, just that um, that we deeply care about our craft and that this is, uh, we believe that bringing hymns back into kind of the spotlight and sort of making them part of Christian culture again is something that's really important and just really like the underlying truth that there's eternal and deep and everlasting truths that mm. are important to be reminded of mm. and that hopefully we're able to in a convincing way communicate that to people. That was Page CXVI. Make sure to check out their new album and check out pagecxvi.com.
You're listening to the shouting matches. Have Surprisingly melodic. That's uh, Justin Vernon's new yeah. band, right? Bon Iver I would have thought that it would be a lot more like uh, Screamo. You know? the, the crying matches with Bon Iver. The shouting matches. Uh, not Screamo. Uh, the song is Gallop, New Mexico. All right, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you if you were to leave your 9-to-5 job, like mm. like the, the lady who became a professional mermaid, what unique job would you create for yourself? And kind of, we need to know, who would the target market be for your new vocation? You guys went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You also hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And here's a few of our favorites. Um, Jason Steele says he wants to follow Chad around and slide whistle him. <laughs> Chad? Me? No. It's supposed Calvin. to be Calvin. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got it wrong. He got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. So he said, I would... I would uh, oh, poor Chad. Like in real my, life. My job would be to follow him around and be his personal slide whistleblower. <laughs> so yeah. apparently we are... The target market who would pay you would be us. Yeah. I guess yeah. we have to pay that, yeah. yeah. Wow. Great. No, we have foot the bill. <laughs> I like Ian Crows. He would be a low-key pump man, and he would be... And basically, a oh, pump up man. So basically, he was employed by bands, restaurants, stores, etc. And he would speak favorably about the service. So here's an example: at a restaurant, he sees someone sitting alone. He sits down with them to have a casual conversation. And he would occasionally mention how good the food is. He'd be paid for these conversations, and it'd be a form of subliminal advertising. I like Samantha Ripples, who said that she. Would- you know what she does? Wherever huh. she goes, creates waves. <laughs> <laughs> That, well, that's weird. That's what she said her dream that's, job. That's actually this <laughs> that job guy, probably. That guy following me around would slide whistle you right about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, you, you hand him a dollar. And he right yeah, and slide whistles. Right. <laughs> so you have to pay him after every slide whistle? Yes. It's kind of yeah. a tip, like a like yeah. New York Times slide Elmo. whistle you a lot so we can yeah. have a nice living. Right. Um, but but Samantha. Can you be dressed like a butler? <laughs> 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 I think you'd be dressed in a dirty Elmo costume. <laughs> Um, And in any case, Samantha Samantha Ripple said that uh, she spent most of her childhood and and an embarrassing part of her teenage years amusing herself and her friends, uh, amusing maybe should be in quotes there, by acting like a raptor, like a velociraptor. They all Mm. called her T-Rex. I really thought you meant to say rapper. Like a rapper. No, like a a raptor. Like like in Jurassic Park, yeah, like a raptor. The Um, T is silent. <laughs> and she says her stride, her clawed hands and growls make her a pro. I'm assuming she affects these. They're not like a natural. She, she doesn't, doesn't actually have, have raptor a stride. Claws. Yeah. Turn into um, I was going to say, it would be pretty incredible if she had otherwise, raptor-like otherwise, features. She is a raptor. There's a YouTube uh, video if you want to play it. <laughs> um, she would chase kids at birthday parties, which is what maybe her... I mean, I get that, but that sounds kind of terrifying, depending on the age of the kids. Maybe maybe what you do is you pay her to go to the birthday party of a child that is a bully of your child. Oh, there you go. So, like, to yeah, go... She- Terrorize, like a, yeah, teach them a lesson. Raptor for hire, like an assassin. Right. Right. Sort of. right. Right. Well, yeah, like not the kill. Guy. I yeah. Don't kill them. Yeah. Maybe uh, burgle a little <laughs> bit while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steal their pet. <laughs> she also points out, oh, this, these are good too. She also points out that she could be part of interactive museum exhibits, which that makes a little more sense. And she could chase people who are having a hard time getting into shape. So, <laughs> I would work out better if I had a so, raptor chasing me. Yeah, around. I mean, I would run pretty fast I'd, if there I was can, a, a velociraptor or a girl acting like one. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a girl with clawed hands and growling, yeah, that'd be I, would, I would run. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good one, yeah. Samantha. That's.
that's a good one. Uh, well, yeah. Trent says that he's six foot six, so he's slightly taller than the average person. You know, what he could have done. He could have been Jack Reacher. I'll tell you that. Well, one. well, that's kind of along the same lines. He says he's he's frequently approached by strangers when he's at Walmart or the grocery store or something to grab things on the on the top shelves. And then he's he says friends and family are always asking him to to help because of his height. So he's going to just start his own business called Reaching Out LLC, where you just call him up and he'll help you reach something high. I like it. Did you guys come up with any for yourself? You know, I, I did actually. I was thinking what? about it this morning while I was getting ready for. I don't work. want you thinking about leaving your nine to five job. No, well, <laughs> erase but, the memory of whatever you just thought of. <laughs> when you hear my job, you'll want to join me. Okay, <laughs> and there's room for everybody. We're all going. I, I I think that somebody, and I'm sure there's a way to do this right now, but I don't think it's anybody's job, and I think that could be improved on. Um, however, we get the money, the the actual cash money. Um, from the printer into the actual economy, like circulating, somebody should be, instead of just dropping that into banks or whatever, I would like to go to the Mint, take the money, and then just personally distribute it at various outlets, stores, uh, jet ski rentals, okay. things like that, sure. and be in charge of making sure that it gets dispersed sure. through various through yeah. various forms. And it, I mean, if the store then gives you the merchandise, well, I think they would have to turn, just to keep yeah. it fair, you keep the books uh, balanced. Yeah, you don't want to. Otherwise, it's otherwise it's just accounting weird. gets all wonky. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that happens right now. I'm not. I would assume they just give it to the bank, which seems like right. just a like, it's just a middleman. Yeah. Banks, middle yeah, banks have chose. Banks have shown time and time again they can't be trusted with our money. Mm-hmm. Right. You're cutting out the middleman. You're, yeah, you're I'm direct providing to, a service. Direct to the economy. You're going to boost the economy single-handedly. You, you're, you, your title is econ- Economy Stimulator. <laughs> I like it. I, okay, I like that. And if I left for that, I don't think anybody here would fault me. No. If you leave for an enormous amount of money, we all understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought of two, and I think I've told you guys this before. Uh, my dream job is independently wealthy. <laughs> right. Or if I'm right. at like a dinner party or right. something, like, what do you do? Independently wealthy. <laughs> right. And I, ne- I never talk about the source of my independent wealth either. Right. But another one that I thought of is I will be hired by people to come to their home and hang out with them for a few days. And I'll have a little notepad and they can't see what's on the notepad. I'm taking notes the whole time though. And they pay me to, at the end of this trip, tell them things that they need to know about themselves that no one else will tell. So at the end, and I can't ever see them again after because it'd be really awkward because uh-huh. I'm brutally honest. So the note says like, "You have terrible breath. <laughs> I see. Your jeans are very ill-fitting. I Things see. like that, you know." And then I'm just off to the next person, and I'm helping people by telling them stuff that no one else, so everyone mean. else noticed, but no one else can tell them. But do you do you do you then give them tips on how to cure halitosis? That's or? not my problem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 have the internet. They can look that up. I'm just pointing out things they need to know that no one else will tell them. Their jeans you know? don't fit. You don't give them the clean info. your ears more this often. Is purely, like that. This is purely a fact finding mission. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you're kind of a lifestyle crit- I'm a life coach. Critic. No, you're life not a coach because you're not going to coach them to fix yeah, it. Li- a life critic. I like that. Yeah. So, so like a film movie critic, critic, some people are, are music yeah. critic. I'm a life critic. You're good at terming these jobs, like finding good names for yeah. these jobs. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I've mentioned this before, I think on Facebook, but I would like to be paid to come and dance at people's weddings. Oh. I will be the party starter. That's good, actually. So that's a real job, though. A lot of weddings. Need you're like a, you're like a hype man. Like maybe usually a DJ when you or hire something? the DJ, he'll bring a couple guys with him, and they'll kind of like kind of have a whole thing worked out. Kind of like, like break dance. the ice. Uh, they don't ever start no, no, no. the dance. I've never seen them. I've never seen them. At a recent wedding where you dominated the dance floor, eventually I did see the DJ leaving the DJ booth to go 
onto the floor to like get certain dances started. Well, that was friends. He, they were friends. Yeah. But was, I, apparently he does that. Was that he also the that? wedding that you made the small child cry? No. That, stole was, her thunder? that was where I realized my dream. Uh-huh. It was confirmed the second wedding where thankfully no one cried. Your dreams at the expense of poor of innocent children. children. Yeah. Uh, no, at the second one, you did show up the bride though. She yeah. she told me to. No bride ever says that. She yeah. said she said <laughs> she said teach it when the thriller came on. She goes tell show me how to do it. So I can't tell her it's her day. So of course I showed her. You showed her up. And I did not show her up. It yeah, sounds I like you did. did. In showing her, yeah. No, hey, I did everybody's not. eyes. Everybody's eyes went off of the bride and onto you. Yeah, more people tweeted about you than the bride. I've that been. Day. At, I've been at weddings. There yeah. was a few tweets. There are more pictures but of you than the bride. Yeah. And, and, and you did. To be fair, you grabbed the mic and said, "It's my day now." <laughs> <laughs> she, she named the dance floor after herself. Right. Yeah. Right. You had a white. You're dress in my underneath. house. Yeah. You, you put like the 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 bride's father joined you on the dance. floor. <laughs> yeah. So really, what the I person took over her first really what would happen is the person <laughs> no, that would hire you is not the person planning the wedding, but if like the in laws don't like the bride, if if like oh, if the mother in law, the the groom's mother, really just doesn't like her, she's gonna hire you to come put the bride in her place. No, I think the, I'm in like an add on when the, when they're with the DJ and be like, this, we can you're you a, can package, hire, like, a package deal plus yeah. seventy five dollars, you could get a part a dance was, party starter. No, way more than that. Way more than that. Like, I was I was two hundred dollars for like four hours. But That's I would fifty be like, bucks an hour. I was saying seventy five like, an hour. Oh, seventy five an hour. Okay, I'll take that. Too. Add another twenty five to that, and I'll follow you around with the slide whistle. There you go. <laughs> I'll so, come and criticize wait, everything about know, all of these. I'll spend. All of these I'll just spend a, money. Yeah, when it comes you can to have that a moment, yeah. at your wedding. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get Miss we'll get Miss Jesse's there with a clipboard, <laughs> just taking notes, just criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> this chicken's dry. <laughs> <laughs> Give a long list to the bride right as she heads out to her honeymoon. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. That hair choice. Well, not what I would have done. Look that guy. <laughs> yeah. sure, you Who's sure about guy? this? Is he related? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we do this week's question of the week, sometimes we have this. Oops, I... All right. Well, last week in recommends, uh, Tyler said the new telekinesis album was called 12 Desperate Straight Lines. Uh, Tyler, that is actually their 2011 album, and the new one is called oh, Dormarian. I'm proud to say and this that is, I... This was brought to us, our yeah, attention I'm by uh, a Twitter. Twitter fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud to say I found that mistake and corrected it before I interviewed Telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, that would have been... Could have been a lot worse. <laughs> They're like, well, we don't know why he wants to talk about the old album, but okay, so, we can talk about that one. Press is press. <laughs> <laughs> he must have really liked the old album. Okay, that's no problem. You're, you're like, quickly moving on, I want to ask you about this dog pun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got your thoughts on that uh, 2011 album. Let me run this dog pun by you, because Kurt Warner loved it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. I well earlier, I was tested over my personal conviction to not watch any Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. You all tested my resolve and rationale in this. Mm-hmm. But as a Christian, <laughs> we we are known for our ability to boycott. <laughs> 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 there's one thing a, we're known for. If there's one thing we're really, really good at. Yeah. Caring for the poor, meh, hit and miss. Boycotting, got it. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it's like the extra part of the 
armor of God that we <laughs> to incorporate. The, the feather plume of boycotting <laughs> on top of our helmet. So our, th- our question of the week this week to you, dear listener, is what, like my Tom Cruise conviction and I, my mm. boycotting of all of his movies to hope, hope to change the direction of his career and, and, and therefore his impact on American culture, um, what other things should we boycott? Yeah, it can. Be, it could, doesn't have to be a person. It could be a person. I mean, could you could be. just say sure. like, "We need to boycott like Gwyneth Paltrow movies." Right. Oh man. But if you said Nicholas Cage movies, we will block your no IP way. Yeah. Well, no because way. if we do that, if we if we if we if we it's boycott like, Nicholas Cage movies, that means none of us can see Left Behind. Right. I'm not. Yeah. We can't not do that. Or, or most not. other films. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's so many good ones out there. I mean, you you really limit what you can watch. Sometimes can I, I'll throw a non-person one out. Yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I have a non-person one in mind. Brute. In salad. <laughs> we need to take a stand. For, a, it's unnatural. Okay? We need to take a stand. Two, it's, I mean, is this a craisin? Did you put craisins in this? Look, hippie, I don't want strawberries in my salad. No, what? I don't do oh, it. Here, I got, Send no. it back. I'm a big fan of fruit and salad, too. Uh, I love really me like a craisin it. in there. Not me. But Not hey, me. to each his own. Well, you know what's weird? I mean, along his rationale, what's weird is it's a bed of vegetables. It's a bed of lettuce. So would you take another bowl of any other vegetable and stick fruit in it? Like, would you have a bowl of green beans, stick strawberries in it? No. Thank you. It's terrible. It's, it's a weird. terrible idea. It is a weird uh, mixture. Salad, it's like spinach fundamentally. Is, spinach is like a base layer towards all sorts of things. You put those in sandwiches, yeah. like turkey sandwich. I don't put them in fruit, though. That's the difference. I don't, I don't, I don't wrap my apple in lettuce. That's your loss. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, thanks, hippie, but no thanks. <laughs> all right. So we t- we're taking a stand against fruit and salad. Fruit, fruit, and, oh, but fruit and salad. Fruit salad. I'm okay with that. Because it's all fruit in salad. Fruit in salad. No. So no, and, it's and all conversely, conversely, not. I mean, you're not going to take a fruit salad and stick a couple vegetables on top. You exactly. Know? Yeah, I would look like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just proving my point even further. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to boycott um, the sport of hockey. Oh wow! Wow, that's a the whole thing. I've just never thing. ever found anything enjoyable about that's it. Sweeping. They can fight. That's part of the game. They, that's true. You know, and I, the Zamboni's kind of cool. I, I have successfully everything. done a uh, hockey boycott since uh, 1999. Yeah, I, I am. I am 14 years in. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've maybe For watched any a few. Uh, maybe playoffs. Yeah. I've seen a um, bit. any sport where there's a one to nothing blowout. Mm-hmm. Is not a sport in my mind, <laughs> or a sport that will keep my attention. I, I have been to two professional hockey games. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one, I went with a group of people, and um, you know, uh, the fights were the most entertaining part. Sure. Every yeah. fan would even They're tell you awesome. that. You know, sure. so there were not enough of them to keep my attention. Anyway, uh, the second period ended. I leave my seat. I go to the mezzanine. Start to head toward the exits. Mm-hmm. I mean, two two halves. You're done. Game's <laughs> over. I mean, everybody was walking out, you know, to the mezzanines. Apparently, everybody else was just getting refills <laughs> before they went back for the third period, which I did not know existed. <laughs> I didn't know why my friends were with me. This happened at both hockey games? No, the first one. The first one. The first one. Happened twice. Happened twice. Uh, so in my first one, I learned that there were three periods. Uh, that was interesting. Second one, there were actually more fights than the first one, so it was a little bit more entertaining. What were the scores of the – do you remember the yeah. high scores? Because the first hockey game I ever went to – uh, was a, a Buffalo Sabres uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game. Yamir Yager for the Penguins scored 50 seconds into the game, and that was the only goal the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, See? from that point on, I yeah. was like, eh, I'm done with hockey. I can't yeah. do it. I yeah. can't do it either. 
Yeah. I guess See, I, everybody's a, with me. I, I don't it's a good one. Mind. I don't think I'd ride it off. And you but, guys are yeah. from the north, so I mean, right. you guys are from hockey, hockey More north, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I, up to this point in my life, I've been relatively indifferent about hockey, but I could see boycotting it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a fan of Canada, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of falls in line. You know, if, 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 if we oh, successfully dear. boycotted uh, hockey, the Canadian economy would collapse. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it, the, the Canadian I think it <laughs> is their primary export and, and 80% of their GDP. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> the other 20 is maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber isn't he Canadian? That's yeah, gotta be. It. That's is. a big one. Yeah, this is Avril yeah but he moved to America. But I also i I don't want to advocate not boycotting Justin Bieber if that's your personal conviction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say there are plenty of Canadians I could do without. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, just, I'm being a critical life coach. That's all. You are. You're actually pretty good at it. One thing that drives me a little crazy sometimes that, and you don't see it often, but whenever I see it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Is when people pair. Chuck Taylors with like formal wear, mm. like suits and chucks. You know what so, I mean? So I in boycotting that, you can't just boycott you not doing it yourself. Oh, no. What, what happens is if you see it happening, you're saying you have to leave the event? There was, I've, I, here's where I, here's where my convictions came into, got really tough is my sister, when she got married, her husband, her now husband chose Chuck Taylors. Mm. Um, for, for for him, his groomsmen is ushers, and I was an usher. Oh, so you had to do it. I had to take a stand. Did you? you? Did? And I did. <gasps> and I did take a stand. Tyler. And how did that go over? Well, do you I, have a good relationship the, with your brother-in-law now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a very good What's relationship it? with my brother-in-law. I think he admired, and I hope I taught him a little something about about how a man Conviction. stands up for what he believes in. Yeah. We are not boys, and how no. a man should dress at a wedding. At a, mm. at a, you're getting married. Yeah. You're an adult now. Chuck yeah. Taylor's. When, uh, when did this happen? This was this was not too long ago. Okay, a year. Okay. Wow. Um, to be precise. Wow. But, so, uh, so you're a year into your boycott. I'm a year in. Well, I've I've had the conviction for a long time. But, but, you're, it, but your boycott, as you expressed it, was you did not boycott the event. You yeah. just boycotted on your own the body. Actual, yeah. That's easy. <laughs> I don't know about that though, because this is a this is my sister's wedding. Not when you're told to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah, break. If everyone you know. else is doing it, it's it's kind of rough. It's easy I don't to know. do. I it. didn't give into peer pressure in high school, so I don't know. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to do it. It's easy to do it. And all I have to say is, no, I'm not going to go to the wedding. But when you have to be part of the wedding, when it's a family yeah, thing, yeah. that's true. Well, that's yeah. where true difference makers, mm-hmm. you know, really, really um, emerge. You know, yeah. like people, people like who will boycott what? their sister's wedding have a little are spine. the people who are going to change the world. What if he was so upset that you did that, and then your sister, like, he vented to your sister, and she came to you crying, like, mm. begging, Tyler, yeah. don't ruin our wedding, don't Tyler. ruin my wedding. I would Just say, put on the stupid shoes. I would Do say to my sister, my sister, I could not love you so much. Loved I not my own convictions more. Uh, If if you really believed in what you're saying, at the point of the ceremony, when the pastor said, if someone out there objects to this, speak now or forever, you should have thrown a Chuck Taylor at him. Like George Bush. I got your reason right here. Throw a shoe at him. Mm. All right. Well, if you have suggestions for other things we as Christians (laughs) should boycott (laughs) to make the world a better place, what? Um, You know, it could be shoes in the wrong setting. It could be uh, certain actors' work, entire sports, and or countries. Um, Write us. uh, You can post your replies at the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. You can also tweet us at relevantpodcast. Many thanks to Kurt Warner for talking to us. You can find his new show called The Moment 
airing on the USA Network right now. And you can follow it on Twitter at the moment underscore USA. And many thanks to Page CXVI for talking to us. Uh, check out the new album, Lullabies, wherever music is sold. And also check out PageCXVI.com. Many thanks once again to our episode sponsor, Tonks Coffee. Make sure to sign up for their free sample, only for relevant podcast listeners, at tonks.org slash relevant. T-O-N-X dot org slash relevant. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jesse Carey. For Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com. If I want to walk down the street in a homemade Spider-Man costume and demand people give me money, well, freedom. Free made free.